If I were a person who had to start a podcast, I uh, present you to the Going Home Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, once again bringing it, bringing it back to you. Muse, how you doing? We're bringing it back to the old school because I'm yeah. an old fool. Who's so, so cool? Everybody get five. Who did it? Who did? Why would you do this? Why would you bring me to this? <laughs> oh, oh! I'm the crowd breaker. Is the Undertaker? These words you get busy. Who there it is? The he say who there it is? Dude, that's like the that's like the sailing wave for for Cartman for me. Like you start a line oh. and I have to like say, <laughs> DC the Brain Supreme, and we gotta keep rolling and rolling. <laughs> Because yeah, I don't know, it's, it's such a silly song that the fact that they even put like a fuck in there is weird. Amazing, outstanding, commanding, demanding, you people dancing. Woo! Woo! That's the breath taking. I remember that. Just be like, what? What? What happened there? Rips, find a honey dip to dip it in. Slam dunk it, stick it, rip it in. Why that B double O T Y O Y? Rock the mic. Uh oh, I crave skin. <laughs> Rips, find a honey you to dip it in. Yeah, now I remember that's how it went. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm rocking the mic. Oh, I'm horny. Gotta run off stage again. Oh no! <laughs> I crave skin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have to cut this short. I gotta, I gotta dip it in. Who got hit with something on stage and then just like walked out? recently who threw their phone up on stage and then dude just destroyed their fucking phone and then canceled the rest of the concert i don't remember that i remember lil wayne got hit with a water bottle after like standing around for a minute and then it was just like whoever hit me y'all need to beat his ass because i'm leaving now and it's like Uh, it's like on one hand it's like yeah that sucks for someone to throw a bottle but it's like but it's not like you were performing before so what (laughs) you know i always get such secondhand anxiety Whenever one person's actions get an entire show canceled, because I just didn't mention in my head, how does that person not just get the absolute shit kick out of them immediately? Because somebody had to see it, you know? Like, yeah. (laughs) You're surrounded by, like, 20,000 people who just paid money, probably a lot of it, and now they're not going to see the show because of you. They're going to be fucking livid. Yeah, it's like one person had to have seen it. How is it not just like the fucking scene in the Warriors? Bob Justice. With that one guy. It was him. <laughs> the Warriors killed Cyrus. Like one person could just point you out, and immediately you're just getting fucking stabbed by everyone around you. Someone just in the front tossed their phone up onto the stage, and the guy was like, "Hey, is this yours?" And then he just like, wham, like spiked that shit into the fucking floor, and then just walked away like, well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not doing the rest of the show. It was Steve Lacey, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't fucking... That's right. I had a really hard time thinking about it because you, like, that one song you sent me, that, like, song he had a really big hit with. Oh, yeah. I'm so out of touch with the I fucking Bad Habit or whatever. Yeah. It's such a low-key joint. Yeah. That's a bummer. Oh well, well the story is old. <laughs> Every, the story, the story happened. Wait a second. When did this happen? Oh, October. So we're a whole, we're a whole oh, month yeah. late to this one. But oh, you know, how it goes. slightly later than we normally are with me. <laughs> you know, sometimes the every other week things just fall through the cracks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I saw Wendell and Wild this week. That was that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. For some reason, when you said that, I thought of the fucking, uh, 
So what we get? What? So what? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, you think I took a nostalgia trip back to the Wiz Khalifa Snoop Dogg classic? That that piece of shit movie. What was it? So and so and so go to college. Mac and Devin go to college. Yeah. Young and wild and free. Oh, it was a high school. Yeah, it was fucking high school. It's like what? No one believes Snoop Dogg is in high school. I saw uh, people posting clips of the Snoop Dogg Children's Affirmations album. Have you heard about that? No, I heard he did an NFT couple of albums. That old thing. He he took oh, yeah. some of his albums, his classic albums, off of Spotify and be like, "Well, here's some NFTs you can get instead." It's like, yeah, that's oh, that's not the brother. fair trade. <laughs> Fuck out of here. No. Ugh. Which ones? Was it ones that people actually want to listen to? Yeah, it was like the first two ones that actually had the hits on it. And it's like... No! And it's one of those things where you're like, dude... It's like fucking doggy style? Yes, it was doggy style and I think like... Uh, Dogfather? La- yeah, yeah, Dogfather. And what it's an like, asshole! Are you kidding me? Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, dude, I don't think this is going to go the way you think it does because De La Soul hasn't had their music on streaming for like over a decade and the newest generation is basically all but forgetting about them. I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> Holy! The the earliest Snoop Dogg album you can listen to on Spotify right now is uh the game is to be sold, not told. Yeah. From oh yeah, no one's fucking with the Master P album. Yeah, it's that one, then No Limit Top Dog, and then the Last Meal. No fucking wow, that's yeah. that's something. He couldn't have fucking made it the goddamn blue carpet treatment for right. us. <laughs> now now d- that fucking also... movie looked like NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> right. Can I get oh an God. NFT? Can I get an NFT of the president calling Snoop Dogg to try to learn how to how to how to turn his wife out and get his dick sucked or whatever oh the fuck? Oh my God! Uh, now now can I get an NFT of nine inch dicks? I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. Oh, the, the stupid like repeating the the vocals where it's clearly not matching the singing. <laughs> I just want the the Jerry Curl juice flying off. Snoop Dogg's While head he's as he's bouncing butt. in the classroom. <laughs> While he's pointing no at the point. <laughs> Don't look at me, look at it. <laughs> oh, oh God. Yeah, now, now, De La Soul doesn't have as much of a exact uh, uh, impact as Snoop Dogg does, but, you know, like, if you do that, like, you're going to run the risk, because those are the two albums that people really gave you the respect that kind of, like, built your career. So, like, it's, yeah. it's going to have this Mandela effect where people are like, wait, what was the music that he did again that, that made us like him? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about fucking De La Soul, that if you go on Spotify now, there's only three albums on there. The Grind Date and The Anonymous Nobody and First Serve from 2020. Yeah, nothing from, like, the classic era, which, like, which really sucks because it's, like, it's all those sampling clearing issues. But at the same time, it's like, well, because the label doesn't want to do that, now there's just a whole generation of people that just kind of don't know most of De La Soul. And because that one album is out of print, there's no fucking way you can listen to, uh, what the hell's the name of that one? Balloon Mind State? Yeah, that one. Yeah, and that's the one with this, like, they're most creative, and it's insane. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, this isn't fair. I have uh, three, three Feet High and Rise, and I got De La Soul's Dead, I got Stakes is High, I got all those CDs, but that one, whenever I try to find it, it's always like 40 or 50 fucking dollars, because it's, like, pretty yeah. rare and hard to find these days. So now, you, now with that not being on Spotify, how the fuck are you supposed to listen to it? On YouTube? Like we had to listen to fucking Big Black? I don't oh know how you God. listen to that, by the <laughs> yeah. way. I had to find it on YouTube. Maybe, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he's just a big fuck 
Spotify out of principle guy. You know, I can understand that. Oh, that's what I was thinking about earlier. Wendell and Wild. I was thinking about that specifically because of the uh, black rock that we're going to be listening to today. That that took me yeah. the fuck by surprise. Uh, but yeah, the Wendell and Wild movie, It the, the whole soundtrack is like black oh, punk yeah. rock sort of stuff. Yeah. And it was like, as I'm watching the movie, I like had that remembrance. I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. And I was like, you know, so, you know, my nephews are watching the movie and they're like enjoying the, like, the animation and stuff. And then I'm also going to be like, wow, I'm just enjoying these songs that I never knew before. The fucking rock and kick ass. And I want to look up, you know, the only one, of course, I knew was the uh, uh, cult of personality when that one showed up. I was like, well, of course they had to do that. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad movie. Like, it is basically on the same level as, like, every other one of, uh, uh, who, who's, who's the guy who's actually responsible for Nightmare Before Christmas? Not Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, I forget that dude's name, unfortunately, which Henry is the, the, the problem with the fucking yeah. film industry. <laughs> but I think it's Henry Selleck. Um, it's like, I feel like all of his movies hit the same pitch of, like, this is cre- a creative breath of fresh air, like, visuals like no one's ever seen before, and the story is, like, it's like it's like kind of good but i can't help but have a lot of questions by the end of it like i felt the same thing about like Coraline and like every other movie it feels like he's done where it's like this is beautiful what's going on with this plot now <laughs> yeah fucking henry Selick. i looked it up um yeah i haven't seen Coraline. i've obviously seen nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. monkey bone <laughs> monkey bone fucking james and the giant peach that's one yeah that when I was a kid, I watched that movie one time and I thought it was really fucking weird and I was just confused and never thought to go back to it, unfortunately. I think James of the Giant Peach is probably like the worst that he gets in terms of like, this looks really cool. Where are we going? What's happening? (laughs) Like this weird hangout movie that he's doing, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, so so I guess in the pantheon of, uh, from, from a Coraline, which is still has a very confusing plotline, but is so really good that, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter, uh, going all the way back to, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which I think is probably, like, the piece de resistance of his stuff, like, it's still not a perfect plot as well, but it's, like, the most pitch perfect I think he gets in terms of plotting, all the way down to Monkey Bone, which is just straight up trash. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen Monkey Bone, not familiar with that one. I would definitely say it's in that Coraline range of like, mm. oh, you know, it doesn't matter if the plot isn't as pitch perfect because you're enjoying, you know, the characters and the, the visual, you know, flair so much. You know what I mean? We definitely need to get to these reviews. But yeah. before we get to these <laughs> reviews, I want to thank everyone who uh, participated in our uh, Black November sale. It was a uh, great success, as they say. A blowout. Yeah, a, an absolute blowout, and y'all, um, y'all really helped out a lot. Got some really interesting requests in there that I'm looking forward to us finally being able to get to. But by the time you are hearing this, the sale is most definitely over. If you missed the deadline and you want to still get requests in, uh, head on over to our Kofi. That is ko-fi.com/slash/goingoff. That is G-O-I-N-O-F-F, and we have got three albums that we're going to try to blow through this week. We're going to try to do this as many times as we can, uh, just to try to get through the reviews a little quicker. Yeah. Now, which one of these do you think we should start with? <sighs> you know, I would typically say that we would save David Bowie for last, but honestly, I want to get to that one first, just because this is like, what is there to say about this man? What? 
I, I honestly, I almost didn't even listen to it again to take the notes. Because I was like, I know how I feel about this album. But, but I'm glad I did. Um, because there are a couple songs on here that do kind of feel like, um, I don't want to say filler. But they're not on the same pantheon. No, I definitely of, get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, when I was looking through here, like, I know, you know, by heart how some of these songs go. But then I get to, like, how did It Ain't Easy sound again? Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Have to listen to that one again. Like, I feel like there are enough absolute all-time classics on here that Anything I say that even resembles a criticism is, like, null and void. It does not matter. <laughs> because it, it really is a uh, a fairly untouchable album, in it, my opinion. It's fucking David Bowie, you know? Like, at this point... <laughs> like, it's David Bowie. Guys, it's fucking David Bowie. <laughs> but, like, Dr. Goatman has been nice enough to be going true, in true. chronological order. Right. And we've seen... The development we've seen, where like where like what what brought us here, mm -hmm. the the evolution of the sound, and there's still some remnants of the previous albums where yeah. it's like a little less focused. He, yeah, he's God not all damn. the way in space, but like he's still got a foot on Earth. Yeah, like <laughs> like he really fucking hits his stride here, and um, I feel like this is like talking about pet sounds. But if y'all have not actually heard this album by by some chance uh we're talking about the rise and fall of ziggy stardust and the spiders from mars i'm listening to this album and then i like i think which track was it specifically where i was like what year did this come out now and it was like it's one of the lyrics were at the end he's saying come on now come on now and i looked 1972 i was like oh come on now <laughs> i was like how in the fuck <laughs> like I, the whole time I'm listening to this thing, oh, this gotta be late seventies at, at earliest. Come on, <laughs> how is this man sound this ahead of everybody? Yeah, yeah, and the production is so fucking incredible. Like it all sounds so good. Yeah, um, starting with five years, which is what a fucking Oof. opener. Like just this man's lyrics. The way he dips into, like, the breaking of the fourth wall in such fucking genius ways is Ooh. just like, oh, get out of here, David Bowie. <laughs> like, Whenever I think of best album opening tracks, Five Years is always one of the first to come to mind. Like, just the, <laughs> the really slow fade in of the drum beat yeah. before the piano kicks in. It almost feels like a heartbeat. Yeah, it's like, here we go. <laughs> And this is the one I had mentioned a while ago, um, the opening track to My Chemical Romance's Black Parade is very similar to how uh, Five Years sounds, if, uh, if anyone's familiar with that album and our view of that one. I feel like they were homages all over that thing. This kind of tells a, a loose story, yeah, I guess. Like, loose. it, it kind of comes and goes. What we're dealing with is this story of a man who wants to be a rock star. Uh, it, I mean, this isn't a, an amazing story. It's a guy <laughs> who wants to be a rock star. He becomes a rock star. Uh, his ego gets the better of him, and it leads to, like, the breakup of the band. Like, that's really about it. Is, is he trying to save the world? Is that part of it, too? No. I mean, if anything, that's probably 
you know, uh, delusions of grandeur, I'd uh, imagine. Like, okay, now that's Feeling like funny. you're doing more than you really are. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, that, that, that makes it so much more, like... <laughs> like looking like at himself sort of you know what i mean like oh am i really that important you know like <laughs> oh yeah i mean it, it was just only a couple albums ago that bowie was like obsessed with nietzsche and like nihilism so it's like he's trying to get out of that i guess so there's just like a little bit of hopefulness on the album but not too much but it's not as down in the doldrums as he has been Lyrics in particular that I love. So first of all, yeah, starting off on this concept of like, oh shit, we only got five years before the world ends. That's just happening now. And you know, you, you're hearing the, the the man on the news and he's crying. And he, like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, oh, he was, his face is wet with so much tears that I, I knew he wasn't lying. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, this shit's happening. <laughs> That's another subplot of the album is that, yeah, apparently the world is coming to an end. And that's just kind of a thing that, like, the... It's like the shadow that is cast over some of the songs on here, but yeah. it's not really addressed again yeah, directly. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking about. I was just like... Because there's a part where it's like... When I when I was just listening for the first time and being like, oh, Ziggy, Stardust, Spider from Mars, I was thinking like, oh, is this going to be like, he has to fight the spiders from Mars? It's like, no, no, it's just the name of the band. It's like, oh, well... <laughs> hmm. That kind of let me down a little bit. <laughs> and they're not specific in five years about what is causing the end of the world. It's just, well, we've got five years left to cry and like, oh, oh, well, hmm. Okay. And I love how, like, it shows the difference of reaction, right? Like, one person's, you know, uh, almost hits some kids with a car or something like that because they're just, like, going oh. insane. And then the other person, I love this one, is, like, in the way he says it, too, where he says, like, I think I saw you in an ice cream parlor drinking milkshakes cold and long, smiling and waving and looking so fine. Don't think you knew you were in this song. <laughs> smiling and waving and looking so fine. God. So carefree, yeah. like you have no idea what's going on. Look at you in an ice cream parlor. And just the idea that it was just like, like the guys like waving, like you could see the music video where the guys like waving at the camera, like hey guys, is like I don't, I don't think he knows he's in the song that's supposed to be about like the world ending. Is he? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> is he? Does it, it's like he's writing the song and he's seeing the characters like, hey dude. <laughs> yeah. a, a cop knelt and kissed the feet of a priest, and a queer threw up at the sight of that. <laughs> at the sight God of that. damn! <laughs> Just such so much is happening. Intricate picture, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, life on Mars. Mm. That one where it's just like so much is going on, but it's like he's painting such a picture of like. It's a Where's Waldo of a song. <laughs> like, I feel like these are all the songs that we've mentioned. Life on Mars, uh, Five Years, Starman. Like, these are songs that could be happening like one after the other, just giving you like this really intricate picture of like the world in space in chaos. You know what I mean? Like, it's so incredible. And none of them feel repetitive. You know what I mean? It never. It doesn't feel like, oh, didn't he kind of already make the song? It just feels like, oh, shit, here's another layer of the picture in the in the musical art exhibit, you know? Now, I, I will say Soul Love, I thought was a bit of a step down from the track before. Uh, but again, it's just because it's like, it was fucking five years, you know? Yeah, it's honestly, whatever followed that is like, no. It's impossible. <laughs> You're just still in a daze from what happened. 
Yeah, there, there honestly is no matching that one. It's it's really hard to to follow that one. I think Soul Love's a fine song, though. Um, it's not one of my favorites on the album. I never read up on it before that I didn't know that Bowie is doing the sax solos. God, it's like, damn. holy shit, man. He's really doing yeah, everything. Yeah, I didn't even know he played the fucking sax. <laughs> yeah, right. I was just like, you just casually dropped that down. I was just like, wait, he plays sax? What the fuck? How is he doing this live? <laughs> Right, <laughs> yeah. Moon Age Daydream, though, it's like, ah, oh, goddamn, oh, yeah. here we go. Back now into we're it. back at it. Just the first lyrics, I'm an alligator, I'm a mama papa coming for you. <laughs> I'm the space invader, I'll be the rock and rolling bitch for you. <laughs> I was like, Keep your mouth shut, you're squawking like a pink monkey bird, and I'm busting up my brains for the words. Killing it with another sax solo, just and there's like squealing strings that go on. I don't want to say like it's hip hop, son. It's hip hop, but like, like it's so like modern the way he's like speaking and the way where it's like I'm busting up my brain trying to come up with the words. This is like how many people in songs at that point were just doing this fourth wall breaking, and I'm trying to write the song, you know? Like I quoted this from Genius. It says Ziggy directly introduces himself in Moon Age Daydream. I'm an alligator, strong and remorseless. A mama papa, non gender specific. Hmm. The space invader, alien. A rock and rollin' bitch and pink monkey bird are gay slang for a recipient of anal sex. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Not familiar with 70s British queer <laughs> sex slang, but That's thank so you, Bowie. Specific. The, the whole thing about the Ziggy Stardust character, this is where Bowie starts to really fucking get into the eras. Like, I don't know what you call everything before this. I guess it's its own era i just kind of think just it's like he's trying Bowie to the man you know <laughs> yeah he's just kind of trying to find his voice find his footing but then when we get the ziggy stardust character and i'm just gonna say if you've seen pictures of david bowie odds are nine times out of ten they're probably pictures of him in his ziggy stardust era yeah yeah that that's what i remember being like oh is that just his look but then seeing when i finally dipped into more and be like oh no he did so much more than this that's just the most iconic looking and he it's so fast this is what i mean by like it's it's almost hip-hop in a way where it's like he's just describing like himself personified into this character and it's like yeah. nobody really does this until rap songs you know like that is true. Yeah, That's what's it's so like, crazy I mean, about it. It's like, because, you know, rock, rock songs weren't really going, I'm the guy who leads the band and I play the guitar all crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, There aren't too many brag tracks, really, yeah. in, in rock music. <laughs> and, and this isn't really like bragging as much as just like giving you the, in music form, like the illustration of who this person is. You know, like literally lyrics later where he's like, oh yeah, the dude with the light tan uh, who's hung long. You know, like, it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, that's almost a rap lyric right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really <laughs> like, is, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's funny yeah. that you bring that up because when I think about it, fucking Ziggy Stardust in that lens now just reminds me of my band by D12. Oh God, no. <laughs> Cause, cause this is like, what it paved the way for. <laughs> they wondered if we should crush his sweet hands. It's just thinking about like, I'm gonna have a talk with him after the show. <laughs> hey, yo, Zig! You got something to say, man? None. I was I gonna you. go after you, man. Shut up. <laughs> I, I would still put that in, 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 a, in a top ten. I'm, I'm gonna fight you on that. I really do it's like okay. that song a lot. <laughs> we can be different it, it, people. 
it falls to fucking pieces in the last minute with Bizarre, but of course it does. It's like a half. Yeah, that, that's what I think it is. It's like it's like a half good song because it's clearly a concept like not a lot of people really do of like the hey breaking the fourth wall of the band that's like tired of the shit and willing to speak up about it. But yeah, it, like I feel like Eminem kind of like drops the ball, which he usually doesn't do on like. You know what I'm saying, tracks? And I felt like it was like Proof and I think Caniva that had the best parts, right? Like, yeah, so that's maybe like a third of the song, you know what I mean? No, I I, I really liked Eminem's part in it too. And in the context of telling a goofy story, I think his is pretty funny, especially the, uh, especially when I drove me to my acapella. It's like, that's, that, that's just funny. But man, as soon as Bizarre's part comes up, and they do the boy band breakdown and he does it's like oh god oh no it's just over you got you gotta turn it off as right before bizarre's part starts or you're gonna ruin it for yourself (laughs) um but that is not the case Mm. here because we go from fucking moon age daydream to starman this is an all-time favorite for me if only for the chorus Look, like I, the chorus is so above and beyond, man. So, so I think it was like I got into the first couple of David Bowie albums, and then I got into the Venture Brothers, which like has a whole oh, yeah, thing that's right. about how like David Bowie is the supervillain of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who, who's a who's a transformer we can turn into anything, you know, a, a, a morpher or whatever. And so it's like you know, first of all, just them giving him the compliment of like this man is so great. He's a shapeshifter in music, but he's actually also a shapeshifter in real life. You know, <laughs> you know it's a star man waiting in the sky and it's not like scary he's like you know he told us not to blow it because he knows it's all worthwhile it's like he's actually being hopeful for us you know like so it's like it's it's hopefulness instead of like the dark bleakness that we usually get from like sci-fi you know what i mean they got such a weird dynamic too because the chorus is so like he's just shouting these lyrics like you had done it was like there's a star man but then the fucking verse is just didn't know what time it was. It's so soft spoken. Yeah. To where it makes the chorus hit that much harder. The dynamic. But yeah. I just love the picture this paints. Didn't know what time it was. The lights were low. I leaned back on my radio. Some cat was laying down some rock and roll. A lot of soul, he said. Then the loud sound did seem to fade. Came back like a slow voice on a wave of phase. That weren't no DJ. That was a hazy cosmic jive. And then later, I had to phone someone, so I picked on you. Hey, that's far out, so you heard him too. Yeah. Switch on the TV. <laughs> we may pick him up on channel too. Like, that's an amazing, like, like you I just feel picture like, you're like in, these you two kids. Jumped, yeah, like you just got pulled into the story as a second character. Dude, did you hear it? Yeah, me too. Don't, let's go. Like, oh my God. They're just like, that's what I picture. They're in the middle of the night. And he's not wanting to talk too loudly during the verses because, like, mm. you're wanting to stay quiet. Because it even says, uh, don't tell your papa or he'll lock us up in fright. Right, like, right. You can't let the parents know. This is yeah. just for us. <laughs> like, that's love, so cool. And I love it on the hook where he's just like, let the children lose it. Let the children use it. Let the children boogie. <laughs> and, and first let was, the children boogie. And at first I was trying to figure out, like, what he was saying. I thought it was, like, getting cut off. Like, let the children lose the, let the children use it. And I was like, oh, no, is he... Is he not getting his message through? Like, what's happening? So, in that regard, I think It Ain't Easy is kind of a step down from Starman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? How do you keep up that momentum? And I think it's a cover, too. So, I-, I think he's using, like, these strategically. It's like, okay, well, it's a cover. So, this is kind of like the cl- cl- climb down anyway. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, even though it's a cover, it still feels like it fits. Like, it doesn't feel like, what, where'd we go? Why are we out of the world? Because, like, the imagery that he's using still feels like it's 
being plugged in here to fit the you know aesthetic of what's happening you know it doesn't just feel like oh and i you know just wanted to uh, you know make sure the label put out this album so i did a cover of this like no it actually feels like a oh shit what is this this is actually adding to the feeling you know the one cover version on david bowie's iggy stardust album it ain't easy was originally written by ron davies who is often assumed to be the role model for ziggy stardust huh. character bowie himself has said otherwise so I don't know about that. <laughs> this is like, All this well, speculating. <laughs> Fans speculating. Oh, my God. I do really like how powerful and punchy the chorus is, though. Yeah. It ain't easy. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Th this album, if nothing else, is a collection of amazing all-time choruses. <laughs> it like, ain't easy to get to heaven when you're going weaker. down. <laughs> That's so like, damn, if that ain't true. <laughs> like, I even feel on Lady Stardust where it's not a bad song, but it's another song where I'm really just wading through the verses to get to that mm -hmm. all night long yeah. chorus. It's like, Damn, like, that's what I know. Like that's this the chorus. song is gonna pick up and shine. Like that part, just the all night long is just the chorus in and of itself. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah, that that lyric, man, it was so trippy. Just like going through the lyrics, and be like, wait, where are we going with this? What's happening? Because I was like, oh, this lady is there. Oh, it's a. Oh, okay. We. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, David Bowie, I see you. And but then it's like at the tail end, so I'm thinking it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Jenny Quill gives a fuck, da da da. And then at the end, it's like, now get some pussy now. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Like he just straight up went down to like straight up masculine. All right, we about to get some bras now. <laughs> Because <laughs> he can be whatever the fuck he can be whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man, he was all right, and the band was all together. Oh shit, dude, this song is so fucking dope. What what what's next? Stars after? Oh okay, this one I thought was cool. It was like it was okay. Like it felt a bit much like the archetypical. This is what the '70s David Bowie sound would be. You know what I mean? Like it's a song about being it's a rock and roll glam. star. Yeah, yeah. the glam rock. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's a song about being a rock and roll star. And I felt like there was like a little bit of like trying to pierce the fourth wall. But I, I feel like with the other songs and how well they did of breaking it, like this one felt just a little conventional in relation. You know what I mean? So it's like if anyone, oh, yeah. had, if Kiss had written this song, this would be their best song. But because it's on a David Bowie album, it's okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's it's so funny that we we just went from get some pussy now to now at the end we got this really like sly little just watch me now yeah. and it goes right into hang on to yourself which is such a smooth I love hang on to yourself so much like that transition from the watch me now it's like and here comes the song where I prove it you know like that I'm a rock and roll star yeah. and I love how loose. Oh, the, like the the lyrics are like they're so like quickly spoken it, it's it's hard to even imitate it but it's like well she's a tongue twisting storm she'll come to the show tonight praying on the light machine she wants my honey not my money she's a funky thigh collector laying on electric dreams but it's going like almost faster than the music is like the music's trying to catch up to how he's singing it and it's so cool how the beat is rolling too like it like doesn't it feel like the music is just like rolling out as the lyri these lyrics happen like it's like i can't imitate it it was just so cool when i was listening to it, it was like yo this is just I, like i feel like i'm like on a fucking track and it's just running and we're like okay we're just going <laughs> you know <laughs> 
we can't dance, we don't talk much, we just ball and play, then we move like tigers on Vaseline, Dude, while oh the bitter God. comes out better on a stolen guitar. You're the blessed, we're the spiders from Mars. Yo, when he said that lyric, we just move like tigers on Vaseline, I was like, that's a rap lyric, like you can't <laughs> <laughs> You can't tell me nothing. Like, what? It was so, like, two extra layers. Like, we, we move like tigers on Vaseline. Like, that just that extra le level of just, like, oh, move like a tiger. on Va Like, nobody would have thought to add that extra shit. <laughs> and I think it was also just the we ball and play. I think that just put me on the mindset. <laughs> we, we, we don't dance. We don't talk much. We just ball and play. And, <laughs> like, that sounds like a fucking fat Joe lyric. <laughs> My niggas don't dance, we just pull up a pants. He just pulls up his pants. He just pulls up his giant pants or whatever he's wearing in this era because it's always going to be something weird and funky. Yeah, he doesn't dance, he pulls up his weird, uh, brightly colored pants and blasts away on his saxophone solo. <laughs> yeah. Or, or on a rocket pack, whatever he's yeah. doing. Now lean back from how impressed you are, how incredible this guy is. Whoa! <laughs> or you're gonna get burnt from the fucking flames. Right. <laughs> from there, though, it's just... It really does just light the rocket fuse, I think, because Ziggy Stardust, Suffragette City, yeah. and Rock and Roll Suicide yeah. are just like, we're just going straight on till home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. What is there to fucking say? Like... <laughs> God damn, dude. Oh, man. That, oh, that was the lyric? Yeah, like, it's just like the way it gives you the imagery. It's like, oh, Ziggy really saying screwed up eyes and screwed down hair, dude, like some cat from Japan. He can really lick him by smiling. He can leave him to hang. He came so loaded, man, well hung in the snow white tan. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, oh, no, it's okay, though. I'm not talking about my dick. I'm talking yeah, about man. Ziggy's <laughs> dick. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm talking about this guy. No, is it? <laughs> it's very clever, you see. Uh, no, and, and this is the, the part where he mentions, like, so where were the spiders while the fly tried to break our balls? That was the thing that perked me up where I was like, oh, wait, are there going to be actually, are there going to be actual spiders? And he's like, oh, no, 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 the spiders are the band. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought he was going to fight spiders. God damn it. <laughs> damn it. When's Bowie fight spiders? <laughs> when are we going to the spider factory? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I mean, we all but basically do that uh, on the on this track in the next one. The solid rockitude suffrage is in it. Is, is this a uh, cover? Or is this an original? This is an original fucking classic rock radio staple. Mm. Oh, I think he's doing an homage to to I think a certain sound. I think they said Lou Reed <laughs> and the um oh with Velvet Underground. Yeah. Is something to that effect? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. You don't lean on me, man, because you ain't got time to check it. You know the suffrage. It's <laughs> like, I don't 100% know what that means. I'm fucking rocking. The whole beginning, the, hey, man, oh, leave me alone. Hey, man, oh, Henry, get off the phone. I got to straighten my face. This mellow thighed chick just put my spine out of place. What? <laughs> Manchester, England was also known as Suffragette City. Oh, okay. okay. As, as it played a major role in the Suffragette movement. It says uh, Ziggy is trying to threaten his bandmate while being sent, uh, with being sent back to the Northern Obscurity. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Oh, so he's like, don't make me send your ass back to where you came from. Don't lean on me, man, because you can't afford the ticket back from Suffragette City. Wow. So he's wow. like, okay. don't piss me off because I'm yeah. fucking yo. 
I'll send you back to the streets. Damn. <laughs> that was really the Drake lyric right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make me send you back to any streets. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ziggy sitting down with fucking at the Cheesecake Factory or whatever the fuck it was at. Ziggy Drake over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And then Rock and Roll Suicide. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Oh, God damn. Indeed. <laughs> and then uh, Rock and Roll Suicide, a bit of the cool down. Oh. From from the from the tracks before, but man, I just love the like he get, the way he puts like he knows exactly his voice is a fucking tool. He knows exactly when to put just enough rasp into it to get you to feel the emotion. Yeah. And it's so like crazy when it just happens. You're like, oh, you were doing that the whole song, but you knew when to drop that. Like, <laughs> and then oh man, at the end, like again, it feels like he's like pushing through the fourth wall. Just turn on with me, and you're not alone. Let's turn on and not and be not alone. Give me your hands, cause you're wonderful. <laughs> Give me your oh my god. His You're not alone! I'm like, oh damn! I'm not alone, David Bowie. And so this is how he cultivated his uh, parasocial relationships uh, with, right. with that uh, fan base. Because I mean I think it's like you don't have a choice but to with such like you know breaking through the speaker lyrics as these, you know, where it really just feels like holy shit, I just jumped into the music with him, you know? Yeah, this is a five. <laughs> I think only because there's like more than one like bit of a middle joint, 4.5, but it's just semantics. <laughs> That's just my rating system being an asshole. My rating system did come out to a four and a half also, but there's no fucking way I'm not giving this a five. Like, I can't not. I, I definitely feel that. Where do you want to go from here, uh, Big Black? Let, yeah, let's knock this one out real quick, cause uh, I, I I wasn't feeling this one as much. I'm gonna just jump out. The I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. You're First like, of Harry, all, thank you, Eric, Eric Bidwell. <laughs> as soon because it has been a minute. I, I've I've listened to um, Big Black's other album, Songs About Fucking, but it's oh, been my. a while. <laughs> Um, so I kind of forgot the big black sound. Um, <laughs> the big black so sound. when this one's so when this song started, I, my first thought was, oh, RC's gonna hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean to typecast you like that, no. but sometimes I just know there's stuff that I am not a very big fan of, mm. and I know there's things you're not a very big <laughs> right. fan of. And just how fucking distorted this album didn't give a fuck it was just like hey, turn no. back now it's not all ye winter here it don't get any less craggy than this this album sounds like absolute shit in the best way in my opinion <laughs> see okay like, now now I'll, I will give you this the first time listening through it uh, which I did live uh, for my uh, uh, twitch uh, twitch.tv slash rap critical I hate them. I missed that uh, when I saw that you were gonna stream listening to this I was like oh shit I gotta see that <laughs> but yeah, the first time I was just like, uh-oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> but I will say, upon the second listen, it, it was the same thing like with that uh that weird skinny puppy, you know, group where it's just like, you know, the first time oh. you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like going through, you know, a haunted house and the first time I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. But then when you go through the haunted house the second time, you're like, okay, I'm kind of familiar with what's happening. Okay, I can see what's happening over there. I got a clear view. You know view. where the twists and turns yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, and that's why I wrote it's like, man, I can get down with janky, jankily recorded stuff, but the over reverb in the, man, look, 
as much as I can respect like some of these tracks and what they're doing. I still couldn't shake some of the feeling on some of these tracks where it just feels like they're scraping washboards with the electric guitars and it's just like, oh my oh. god, like, do you just not want <laughs> me to hear this? Like, they're just like, go away! <laughs> Only for the people who came to this verse. And you know what's so funny? Like, when you get to the end where you hear that one fan who's like, louder, louder! And it's like, you can so oh. tell, like, that's the energy, you know? It's like, motherfuckers just want to hear some me. loud shit. <laughs> Eat me. <laughs> that was me. I time traveled back to the early '90s, and I screamed louder on the cut. That's exactly what I was fucking feeling. I was just like, "Holy shit! This guitar sound is insane." Um, it, it is but, such a yeah. uniquely yeah weird because, like, as you're listening at first, it just sounds like yeah, like they're just scraping it up against a freaking washboard. But after a while, especially when you hear like a bit of quiet moments and you hear him playing, like picking at it and it still has that like harsh sound to it. But it's like, so it's like that level of like, oh, oh, he's doing a very specific thing. He's like pushing, he's pushing this on purpose, like in a specific way. This isn't just, and you know, there are a lot of like other 80s, like, you know, punk and rock bands where it just sounds like, like you can clearly tell these guys didn't play that much music. Not, not this band, but I'm talking about like another band where it's just like, oh, Wait, are these guys, like, is this the sort of like, oh, this is the aesthetic of the time, or do these guys really only just know two two codes, uh, two chords, and they're just fucking around, you know? <laughs> um, but with this, it was like, yeah, I was, ha like, once the haze was able to pu be pulled back, I was able to appreciate it a little more than I did the first time. <laughs> But yeah, I, 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 now I'm willing to admit I was totally yeah. This is what I wrote down. I, I'm willing to admit I'm totally Huey Lewis in Back to the Future, just going like, man, it's too darn loud. <laughs> it's just too darn loud. It's just so discordant at certain points. I'm just like, like, I think it was like track one was the absolute worst. Like even the second time going through, I was just like, oh I, wow, I don't know how to get through this, man. I don't know how to get through and enjoy this. But track two actually like immediately pulled me back up when I was like really you know just paying attention to what the lyrics were about. And, and and feeling how the music was a lot more like together and in a rhythm with what was happening in this track and i was like oh okay i can ride on this a little bit more with how i'm feeling it you know it's so funny because i thought uh pest and complexion was so much more of a cacophony really? than the first track i thought jordan Mi minnesota was almost like a soft introduction and then I was like, okay, we still cool? You, you are, is everyone still here? Okay, <laughs> now we can really start turning it up. With Jordan, Minnesota, it wasn't so much the music, it was more or less the actual song itself, and we'll get to that in a second. My only observation about the instrumental was that the drums sound like Ugh. you're pounding on tinfoil. Yeah, it is so, like, oh, there's two sides of the 80s drums, right? There's the really nice, well-produced, you know, big box drums that sound like they're big and hollow and empty. And then there's, like, yes. this stuff, which is, like, the, you know, guys like, uh, you could say maybe, like, Devo or uh, um, Who's Your Boy's Talking Heads, where they're, like, actually working within the, like, you know, thing to try to give you a really, like, impactful sound that really, like, hits you when you feel it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a very uh, unique sound. Lyric-wise, I wanted to get to it because this was an extremely uh, disturbing track. I'm just going to let everyone know that the song is fucked. So Jordan, Minnesota? I, I didn't look at the lyrics. Oh, no. What is that one about? <laughs> stay with me, my five-year-old. Stay, uh, stay with me. Play hide-and-seek. This is Jordan. We do what we like. Oh. It's like, oh. Oh, oh no. no. I just looked and at the song. Oh, no. 
Did, did you see the end? Yeah, that's because like, I, I remember seeing those lyrics originally and be like, suck daddy, suck. I don't get it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Wow. This song is about uh, how child molestation leads to lifelong trauma. But what is more interesting than that even, and I had to quote this from the Genius article, this song inspired by news reports of a purported child sex abuse ring in the town of Jordan, Minnesota, might be the most embarrassing thing I've ever had to own up to. Read the news reports of the day, and they all took it, and they were all took at face value, the preposterous accounts of an ambitious prosecutor who groomed and falsified testimony from children as young as three or four. They painted a hellscape where children were regularly raped and traded between adults as sex objects. And eventually some poor son of a bitch was, was scapegoated off to prison, uh, but the whole thing was a sham. None of it happened. It fit the national mania at the time to find child, child sex uh, predators, and it fit my personal uh, pretension that all of us, all of humanity, is capable of both the most elevated and most depraved acts imaginable. I am deeply sorry I was duped, and if this song perpetuates the impression that these people were actually doing these things, that it caused harm, I'm very sorry for that as well. This There is literally no way I can make up for that. So yeah, he read the news, was like, wow, this is really fucked, the shit that's going down in Jordan, Minnesota, and then find out, like, oh, the prosecutor was a piece of shit who, like, made children lie to get people arrested oh, like man. oh that's such an extra level of just like awful because like the first level is just like oh man you know the people are capable of doing this shitty thing and then be like wait a minute you took you know because like real trauma that yeah. people have you know what i mean and and, and just right like, oh that's even more disgusting that might be the most fucked song on the album because from there it just kind of touches on like yeah. minor semi stories well see and that's the thing like when it started like, like with the title jordan minnesota i was thinking like oh this is gonna be like this is about the people that we forget in in america right like this is about middle america but like the real middle america yeah. not, the sh not the bullshit you know that uh republicans like to push of like well real americans would be against the gays but yeah no, it's the about rust like, belt states yeah right the silent majority <laughs> um, the flyover states <laughs> kerosene that was the one where i was kind of starting to get on board and be like Okay, that that was where I was starting to see the like, you know, live my whole life, nothing to do, sitting around at home, still sitting around, we stare at each other, we wait till we die, probably just gonna die in this town, living my whole life, there's kerosene around, it's something to do, there's kerosene around, it's something to do, and it's like, that, like, that stuck in my mind, it was like the, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, living in a small town, and it just feels like, you know, this isn't New York City, you know, this isn't California, no one cares about this place, like, what the fuck is there to do here, we just, like, waste time, I guess I'll burn some shit, like, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean, like... Yeah, according to Genius, it's, what is there to do? Have sex and set yourself on fire. Like, oh, <laughs> okay. Passing Complexion is talking about a light-skinned black guy yeah. in a community just being like, well, I, I have a passing complexion. But it's not really a much of a story. It just kind of, like, presents this. Yeah, it's And it's the same with Big yeah. Money, too. Mm. Because Big, Big Money is just like, hey, because a lot of these songs are very minimal yeah. lyric-wise. They're very instrumental heavy not with not too many uh, verses, and, they're, like, they're very short in that way. Yeah. Um, but Big Money is just like, hey, here's a cop, he's an asshole, 
and his back is kind of fucked up and he bullies children. Right, right, yeah. That's about it. Like, there's no real story. It's just a plot synopsis with no real story or, like, layers to it. It's like what you'd call, like, like, like minimal character pieces, kind of, basically. Like, yeah. Because, like, I do feel like Passing Complexion, like, it gives you a pretty good, like, this is about, about, like, it gives you just as much of the skeleton of the story for you to understand the emotion of what's happening, right? Like, you know, it's like, hey, I think, and did someone say, I think I saw in Genius, and I don't remember hearing it, but the last line is, says, like, uh, you ask him, he liked white better, or something like that, and, you know, and oh. and there was a lyric where he said, he'd been white, he'd been black, they asked him, black like that, you know, and it's just like, it's just, they're very small lyrics, but they so, like, hit at, like, Mm, but that's what it's like to be like a light-skinned person that right? is true right? yeah and it's like it's so hits it so poignantly and so it's like i want to give it props on that that it did it in so little lyrics you know where it was just like and and like in a way where like you could miss it like the idea of oh him just saying yeah i like being treated white better and you could see that it's like oh is that self-hating it was like but you could also see that it's like but with living as a black person i'm just trying to fucking survive of course i would like being treated mm. like i'm white better you know what i mean it's like such like a right. oh damn like digs in it in such a way that hits it so strong like and then just having the hook be he had what they call passing complexion you know like it just gives you oh okay <laughs> you know yeah um but yeah kerosene i i thought kerosene if that would have been earlier on the album i think maybe i would have been in the mindset a little easier you know what i mean like, I, I think it repeated a bit too much for me mm, yeah like, yeah definitely it was, it, it was one of those that just kind of went on for a little too long yeah. Um, but just about every song on here, um, I know it's, I know it's probably weird to say, but I thought they were really catchy. Um, like even the ones that are like distorted all to hell, they have like really like catchy beats. Fists of Love was a really cool kind of headbanger cut. That that was the one that I that I honestly liked the least. Uh, just because it was just so simple that I just had nothing to hang on to. Yeah. You know. I I did have the lowest rating for that one because um. It, it, it's when it started to feel a little samey. Mm. Like it didn't really offer too much of anything new. Yeah, I like the intro where it just came in with the... <laughs> but yeah, it felt like it didn't pick up after that, yeah. But I think from there, it's like... I also liked Bad Houses. I, I skipped that one. I, I didn't think that one was too bad. Uh, I, I thought it was a nice, like... Again, uh, when I was able to like kind of put myself in the mindset of, oh, okay, this is about like real like middle america really feeling like you know n nothing's gonna change this is just your life and so it's like oh yeah my past sickens me i tell myself i won't go even as i'm driving there i hate myself for my weakness my past sickens me but i'm still gonna go though <laughs> like that's so that feeling of just like yeah but what else is there you know so at least it's familiar like it so puts you in that reality of you know what i'm saying not living in the big city you know it kind of had the like creepy kind of vocal delivery too it was just kind mm. of more like spoken than sung it was yeah. just kind of like yeah, i'm going here the quote from genius we do things bad things and go places bad places even when the thrill mm. is seldom worth the degradation mm. maybe we need the degradation maybe mm. we associate it with the thrill mm. and after a while they become inseparable then the thrill becomes secondary like god damn man Eesh. like Shit's deep as hell, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing where I'm like, as I listen to the lyrics and really get into it, I was like, I get how the terseness of this music is so trying to, like, 
emulate that hopelessness, right? Emulate that that feeling of like, you know, self-hate, you know, uh, just the the pain, the the anger, the the listlessness, the you know, all of these emotions are really like like stinking stinking drunk. I again was the one where I was just like, yeah, the feeling of getting drunk just to do it, you know, like where yeah. he's like, what brought me to the and it has a really rolling feel to it too where it's just like well at least i'm feeling something so here we go you know what brought me to this it's been so long forgot what it's like it's like fighting like sex like a kick in the back i think it's time to get i got stinking drunk like it's just like doing it just because i hadn't done it in a while like whatever <laughs> you know and i think they kind of felt or picked up on what i was thinking with Ooh. fists of love stinking drunk was like now we're gonna have more of a fast punk beat it's yeah like, yeah Okay, now we're going to switch things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And honestly, from here on out, I thought every song after this was good. Like, I was just like, okay, you're fucking bringing it now. Let me see. Uh, Bazooka Joe was cool. I I just didn't... I've never read Bazooka Joe's. Maybe I don't get the cultural relevance of it. I I mean, I don't know if it's one-to-one supposed to be about Bazooka Joe. (laughs) why does he keep, like... (laughs) It's like, hang with me, Joe. Hang with me, Joe. Joe, get out of your head, Joe. There's a place for us, Joe. I'm like, what are you talking about? What if I on? ever meet the president, this is how I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> hang with me, Joe. You, you don't have to be alone, Joe. Got his first name. Welcome back, Joe. <laughs> Strange things. Uh... Oh, uh, yeah, I was like, with this one, I was just like, I think I just really like it because it has the little... Oh, the A! And the way it just kept happening. I was like, okay, you won me over. I like the genius quote. Strange things I have seen, strange things I have done. Can a good mix save a bad song? We'll find out, I guess. This is that, like, odd self-awareness? It's like, well, I mean, I don't know what this is doing here, you know. <laughs> and, I thought it was dope, though. Yeah, I thought it was a fun, fun enough track. And Cables, again, a fun way to go out, for, for sure. Uh, especially, like, when you're just, like, listening, again, it's like, this, it's like, it's a, you know, fuck work song without explicitly being a fuck work song, because it's just kind of, like, putting you in that, like putting you in that role of the person like I'm doing this job that really doesn't matter and it doesn't really like no one really gives a shit but I can do it so I'm gonna do it like I don't really give a shit about this company but I'm gonna do you know it's like so I guess they know I'm not no company man but I can pull on a rope I can kill a cow as well as any other can you know whatever I wrote down especially with that quote where they really capture the possibly insane grumblings of like everyday people yeah and it reminds me a lot of like primus where they have these like yes somebody needs to request some primus oh my god (laughs) yeah if someone can request a primus album that would be dope Uh, i'd like any excuse i think when we get to our uh 10 number i think your boy might have one up his sleeve (laughs) oh shit yeah boy my my, uh, we gotta beat him to the punch my music production teacher uh introduced me to uh, a lot of music early on when i was a kid uh some gorillas and some primus and so i i definitely got a piece that i I would i would be more than happy to bring onto the podcast I didn't know who Primus was until South Park and <laughs> they did the theme song and it was like I mean, at the end of it it was like theme song by Primus I was like huh that's interesting and my dad happened to have a copy of uh, Pork Soda on CD mm. back in the day and as a kid at that point to go from hey I'm just listening to fucking Les Claypool sing the, the corny theme song to South Park right 
to then go to listen to My Name is Mud. It's just like, yeah. well, <laughs> I'll never be the same again. <laughs> right. And it's so like listening to them is so just like, man, these motherfuckers are beyond whatever the fuck people were doing at the time. They're just so fucking weird and out there. <laughs> they that just... fucking bass riff. That oh, man. That goes through my head almost all the time now. Yeah, it's so muddy, yet so clear. Like, I don't oh. know how he does that. And you can tell he's hitting every precise fucking note. But it's like, it's just going so fast. It's like, maybe your ears just isn't fast enough to catch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> right. whoa. <laughs> it said, I'm going to run around the world. You want to see me do it again? Yeah. You want to see me do it again? <laughs> Yeah, fucking shout out to Primus for sure. It was one album that they that they showed it to me, but it was like the fucking like, oh, okay, these aren't just the guys that just do the theme song. The, the, this is a respectable fucking rock band. You better fucking tip your hat. You know? Some <laughs> weird shit, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Correction. It wasn't South Park. It was um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> If anyone's seen this movie, the subplot, because there's there's two plots. One plot is that Bill and Ted get killed by evil robot versions of themselves who then replace them in everyday society. And torment franchise. What is happening? Yo, I wish I didn't tell you what Bogus Journey was about, because Excellent Adventure is just this fun little buddy film of Oh man, we're like two like dorky high school kids and we really want to be in a rock band, but oh, we got to go to school. And meanwhile, we got this like final grade paper we got to do. And if I if I fail, my dad's going to send me to military academy and then we'll oh. never be a band. We can't let that happen. Oh, oh, what happened? George Carlin visited us in a phone booth time machine saying that our music is going to bring together world peace and world harmony, so we have to pass this exam? Well, okay, how are we going to do that? George Carlin has an idea. Get in this time machine, go to different points in history, kidnap historical figures, bring them back to modern day, and have them take part of your, like, big school presentation so Abe Lincoln can be on stage talking about the fucking Gettysburg Address, then he can have Sigmund, Sigmund Freud talk about psychology and Joan of Arc and Genghis Khan are up on stage, and then, yeah, we finally pass. Now we can be a band. Wait, 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 was that harder than studying? <laughs> what? Yes, for them, yeah. So, what's the second movie about? Um, an evil dictator in the future kidnaps George Carlin and decides, I'm going to rewrite history. And how I'm going to do that is I'm going to send robot clones of Bill and Ted back to the late 80s, have them kill Bill and Ted, take over their lives, torment their parents, torment their girlfriends. And then it's like, well, shit. What are Bill and Ted gonna do? They're dead, right? Well, they gotta beat death to escape hell. Okay, they're back on Earth now. Wait, now wait, what wait, are we wait, gonna what? do? <laughs> they had to escape. What, the, what is this Dante's Inferno? <laughs> they beat death to escape hell, and then they're back on Earth. But the subplot to that is that there's a battle of the bands. And downtown Julie Brown from MTV is a judge at the, at the, at the Battle of the Bands concert. So if Bill and Ted get back in time and win, that is going to help them become the band in the future that they need to be. But in order to do that, they have to get back, they have to dis they have to defeat the robots, and they have to have a better show. Again, that villain's plan, I feel like there had to be an easier way to do that, too. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Uh, but that's not as fun. <laughs> the only reason I tell you that is yeah, because I just leave it to it's because another band in the Battle of the Bands is Primus, oh oh and they do God. Tommy the Cat, Whoa. and they fucking kill it. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's no fucking way Primus should not have won that Battle uh. of the Bands. They were the absolute fucking shoe-ins. What the hell? The universe should have been destroyed. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then the fucking movie ends with goddamn kisses God gave rock and roll to you, and it sucks ass, yeah, but the wait. movie's good. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> 70s bands coming in to proclaim the what is this, an early 90s movie at this point? What the fuck is this? If y'all, and you specifically, this is your homework. If y'all <laughs> haven't seen the Bill and Ted movies, I, I would say watch the, watch the third one. But th that's kind of just if you really, really love the first two. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not required viewing. But the first two are in a league of their own. I would have never in a million years guessed that that was going to be the plot of these films. Here's something else you would never guess. I gave this a four and a half. <laughs> I, uh, of course, uh, Huey McCater for the week. I, I gave it a three, three out of five. <laughs> Say it ain't so, Joe. <laughs> then we got to get to, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Black Rock is in the building. Onyx, and I ain't talking about the rap group. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We got Fishbone, Reality of My Surroundings, mm -hmm. requested by Tim. Thanks, Tim. So, RSC, I'm just going to throw it over to you, first of all, because you, you seem super hype. What were your yeah. feelings about this album? Uh, first of all, I was just so happy <laughs> when I like found out. I was like, hey, Black Rock Group in the 90s. Oh, yeah, cool. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things like you can tell like by how they write and like, you know, how they kind of like talk at certain points, especially when I, okay, so when I first saw the album cover and it's like the dude like sitting there and like, you know, a 90s house, like with the bit larger than oh, life yeah. hat, like a Buster Rhymes, you know, music video, it was like, a, oh, this is going to be like a rap album, right? Like, oh, okay. You know, that's what I was thinking when I first, I was like, this is going to be like a Del the Funky Homo Sapien like type of guy, you know, that's what I thought when I first started the track. And then when it yeah. just like fucking blew my head top back with what was happening i was like yo wait a fucking minute <laughs> i've listened to fishbone in the past but i couldn't tell you the last time i've listened to reality in my surroundings so i forgot that this album was the big shift from their ska stuff early on you mean to tell me they also did ska what why hasn't anyone told me about this <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna slap smack all my fans in the face. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> what are I you mean, doing? I haven't brought it up by now. <laughs> a black rock group that did ska? Are you mad? <laughs> I knew Fish. I, I knew Fishbone as more of a of a ska group. So when this hit, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Okay. It's just so insane to hear this. It's like '91, right? So they're like think so. already doing like. This is basically proto-corn type of shit, right? Where it's just like, we're having so much fun and going so crazy and going so unconventional with this shit. Like, fuck what you think rock and roll is. This is the new shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. holy shit. But in a way where they still, like, do, you know, in a way where, like, you can hear certain songs, like, If I Were A, where it has the sort of, like, it, it, speed metal James Brown is the only way I can think of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's so fucking insane and cool and yet so them. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> 
So yeah, going into it, I was definitely having a good time. Fight the you now now the first strike I was trying to figure out exactly what that one was about. <laughs> so I was like, wait, yeah, are we fighting the you? Is is this one of those like from the perspective of the of the bad adults or or is it like a are the kids actually being misled? Like is that was how you know? Because I I can go with either, but you gotta you gotta make it clear. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the chorus, but the instrumental kicked so much ass. A absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and since I wasn't really expecting them by this point because it was so established that, oh, this is funk metal, when the horns came back in anyway, I was like, oh, shit, and you got the horns? <laughs> We're this going is going to go <laughs> way too fucking hard. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert, it did. I think it is going for what I think it's going for. Because he said, like, every time I see the hatred that engulfs these children, it makes me wonder if the quest for peace will one day subside. I'm not afraid to wage the hopeless battles I must fight, for I could never lose. I know my cause shines in the light. And, you know, look, can I tell you, I get that feeling sometimes where I see, like, the, you know, the alt-light, whatever the heck, tries to take hold of, uh. you know, by misinforming because I'm like, oh, no, I thought in the age of information we would be able to get around this. I'm like, all right, I go, okay, I guess we still have to fucking put on the gloves and, like, dispel the bullshit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh well, we gotta talk about the if I were a I yes. in <laughs> the, the intermissions. Saga. Yeah, which I, I, like I think the first two are really good, and the second two kind of lose me on what's happening. Yeah, I think they're a bit redundant too. Yeah, like, yeah. I think by the time I heard the fourth one, I was honestly thinking, did they do this already? Like, is yes. are they just like is this the? <laughs> The culmination of the other four, like, oh, but... Oh, I remember you just conflicted. Uh, it's the thing. Yeah, Exactly, yeah, this is just it's, all of them together. It's the like... motif, yeah. Yeah, because at first, I, when I was just listening to it, I was like, is it, did they just do the same song again? But, like, by the time I got to the fourth, I was like, wait, I'm hearing little changes, but not enough where I was, like, really getting it, you know? Um, and these are, like, recorded live, too, so it's like yeah. a shift in it's weird like especially to have one after the first song it's like yeah. oh i guess yeah, we're already yeah. taking a weird little break okay well i was like because I, I was the whole time i was like is this a live album because <laughs> some of them don't sound like it you know and then um, it just goes if if i believed everything i saw on television <laughs> i think like ready bunch eat wendy's for lunch drop a dance on super ruin never question much get it get another five <laughs> never have a life marry a 22 years then divorce my wife <laughs> Like, whoa, there'd be a cop, and I will be stopped by watching room robots just do it on your hair. It's like, whoa. And then it just ends. <laughs> it's so Shut like that Kendrick Lamar. Like, yeah, it's so that And Kendrick then you're just Lamar. sitting there. <laughs> and then oh, fucking man. so many millions just blows my fucking mind immediately. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> shit, here we fucking go. Man, so many millions can't be wrong. <laughs> We got fucking bongos and blaring trumpets going on. Like, mm. come on, man. This shit's absurd. It, and the it, fucking it's... ending line here. I just need to quote this. What does he say? Yeah, what does he say? It's, it's a pile of shit in the White House, and I'm going to step on in when I'm visiting so I could drag it all across the flag. Like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then, whoa, the fucking skit. The ass whipping skit. What's ass whipping? Like, oh my god! Because <laughs> at first I was like, "What the hell's going on?" Because <laughs> it's just like hearing like someone getting whipped and hearing like him doing what up to this point has been like his signature voice. You know, the signature screaming the because it doesn't sound like someone screaming in pain. It sounds like his specific type of wail. You know? Yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure what was going on. I was just like, yeah. hmm. 
Okay. My, my brain was going like, oh, wait, oh, let me let me get my, you know, black art thinking camera. Maybe he's <laughs> like, this This is like the, 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 the metaphorical representation of like, this is where rock came from when we were getting oh. whipped. You know what I'm saying? This is the primal mm. screams that has developed into the genre that the, that the white folks can't help but love, you know, like... <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And then it like, cause again, I like, I just wasn't really sure where they were going. I thought it was just like, okay, I guess I just get wilding out. And then it goes into housework. And oh. it's like, yo, the fucking layers here, man. Can I tell, this is like, this is so black music right now. Like the way the song actually is t- talking about how like, oh yeah, like I do, I do this job and I do all this shit. And then I go home and my mom makes me do housework and she makes me do more stuff that I have to do. And, da, 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 da. <laughs> and then at the end, you kind of hear the whip kind of coming back and like, Kind of laying out that thing of like, oh wow, the you know the trauma, the black like post-traumatic slave syndrome trauma that he's basically calling to, and how like you know black parents treat their kids, and but you know also having to deal with like fragmented families, like hey the dad's not there, mom has to work all, all overly hours, you know, and all this shit, mm. and so like you know you the kid has to deal with the brunt of it. It's just like whoa, the way it just like popped my brain back. Oh man, and it's fucking ska. Yep, <laughs> I was like skizzas back, my dude. And they had to give us at least one. Goddamn, hey, housework. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> this song is so fucking juicy. It's dripping. Oh, it's man. got this, like, jangly xylophone sound yes. going through, too. It keeps going. Like, it keeps giving. Whenever you think, like, okay, this is as good as it's going to get, it keeps layering on shit. Yeah. It's like, I can't take anymore. Yeah. It's the fucking it's the Clarissa pancakes meme. Where you're sitting there and they just keep bringing you plates of pancakes. It's like, I can't fucking take any more pancakes. But yeah, I love the Death March skit afterwards that just sounds like the, uh, like, the song was so incredible and was so, like, bursting at the seams that you got a little bit left over, like, in the skit. I don't know what is going on with these little tidbits, but (laughs) all I know is they do not prepare you for how badass the next track is going to be. Because behavior control technician is so fucking fire. It's like, I did not expect that listening to Death March. Like, this is what it's gearing you up for. Yeah. Now, I will say it did feel like it, like, kind of just faded out. Like, did it not feel like the song was, like, a bit halfway finished? I think it's like after how incredible the last one was, I think I think that's just again relativity once again, you know what I'm saying. Then you get the if I were a part two. Oh yes. Which is still pretty crazy. If I were a dead colonel in the Marine Corps I'd <laughs> buy a bunch of drugs, <laughs> tell a bunch of lies, trade the hostages for missiles flying in the skies like whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> people become wars, defect the corporate wars. I was like, wow! Like, you're speaking too much truth. Oh my God, they're going to MLK you. They're going to MLK you. <laughs> if they can actually make out what you're saying here, you're in trouble. Because right. <laughs> he said it specifically too. Vietnam Nicaragua. Oh my God, hell was Lord. <laughs> Woo. Man, I'm telling you. And then pressure, the speed thrashing. Look, ah, the pressure. When you eat too much pork, you get high blood pressure. <laughs> It's funny, the notes I have are first quoting the beginning of just, Oh, no! And then my very next note is, Oh, fuck yeah, this rules! (laughs) It almost sounded like Frank Zappa, almost. Yeah, man, yeah, for real. This was the first song, and I know we've been doing funk metal this whole time, but they were really sneaky about some fucking bass in the background, the bass guitar going, and it was like, 
Yo, you need to turn that up in the mix. Because mm -hmm. that sounds too good. You're hiding it. That dude is noodling all over the goddamn place. Like, yeah. The next two tracks, Junkie's Prayer and Pray to the Junkie Maker. I, like, these... I had a weird experience with both of these songs, especially happening back to back. Because there's, first of all, the kind of issue of it, like, repeating the same similar theme, basically. Yeah. You know? So you're just like, wait, didn't you already do this? <laughs> you know? Um... So I was like really at an odds where I was like, now which one of these do I actually like more? Because I was like, I feel like the first one is kind of cool with how it's like, it's such a split from what's happening before where it's like, it feels kind of like spoken word, kind of low key. Like, and you hear at first, there's like the doingy doingy Australian instruments that you kind of hear. <laughs> and it starts with that little like laughing sample that kind of goes on for oh. a little bit too long. It's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was just like, and but like, it, it, it really just feels like you're painting a picture because it's like you're hearing one person talking and then it feels like there's another person and it feels like they're saying the same thing but they're saying it kind of differently or maybe they're saying it at a different time and and putting different emphasis on it so your brain is just going in these two different places or it's like whoa what the fuck is happening right now um but then you get to junkie maker which is a lot more upbeat and so i kind of had that feeling i was like damn I, you know like because it's more upbeat i feel like i like it more but because it feels like it's like retreading the same thing my brain is kind of going like what do i like, you know what I'm saying? My brain is kind of going like, I feel like I kind of don't because I kind you already said the basic message, right? Like, but then, but, but it's like, once it gets to the end, like you said with the other songs, like it starts building so much stuff that it kind of wins you over regardless. You know what I mean? Like when it gets to the end, like pray to the junkie maker, <laughs> you know, like when it really starts like getting into that round, you start going like, oh, all right. No, you got me. You got me. Pray to the junkie maker, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be like a one, two punch like it was, but. Yeah, I, I, I dug them both. I just wrote down for the for Junkie's Prayer that I'm going insane. Because it, <laughs> it was almost like a, like Kendrick with the spoken word. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought those were both fucking, ooh. Especially, um, like, it's the it's the tail end that really, like, brought me back in. Where he goes, like, uh, uh, tripping on the bum bus stage, ready to the junkie maker, mental m -m -m master, pray to the junkie maker, like, astronauts go to the car, ready to the junkie maker, killing off the brothers in the city, ready to the junkie maker, twitching down six feet, unready to the junkie maker, cracking under my dungeon, ready to the junkie maker, Mr. Lucifer, him chuckle, ready to the junkie maker, mankind under his buckle. Uh, <laughs> it's just so, like, it hits you, you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> Oh man. And then Everyday Sunshine is just such a flip, like sounding like yeah. this religious, upbeat church Baptist music, but in the coolest way. <laughs> yeah, this was some real feel good shit. Yeah, and it's like, how do they do this? Like, I thought we were just going to be dark all day, but you actually made me happy no. for a little bit. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. How I wish Everyday was Sunshine. <laughs> now, I don't know how I feel about. This is another one where it was like, the first half, I was like, what's happening? But then it kind of won me over. <laughs> Again, it's like the thing where it's like, they just keep going. We're like, all right. But at first, like, even the second, like, the first time, like, actually both times it was the exact same experience of like, but yeah, at first I'm like, what the fuck? It's a heterosexual celebration. We're going to celebrate heterosexuality. And I'm like, is he being ironic? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure what the point of that was. It was weird. I don't know. And then the opening sample, where it's like, I personally saw the pimp who checked in here last night, and he was nasty. And it's from a porn film or something like that. Oh my god, a porn movie called Let Me Tell You About Black Chicks. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> 
Yeah, sure, you know. It's a classic from 85. I wouldn't have been able to tell if it wasn't for Genius, but there's a sample that plays throughout one of the verses where it just goes, me gay? No way. What the fuck? And I was like, What's what is this? Like, yeah, why? What is that about? <laughs> I don't know why that needs to be in there. Like, you absolutely didn't have to have any of that, and the song would have been fine. Like, why do you need to add random homophobia? Yeah, why does it even have to be presented in this? Because now it feels like it has to be in opposition to it, right? Like, oh, uh, what is it? There's some, like, wasn't it an insane clown Bossy song where it's just like, uh, I'm gonna be not gay or something like that. It was some stupid lyric where he's talking about like hitting on chicks and this is like, okay, fine, talk about it. There's nothing wrong with like talking about like having chicks or whatever. Why does it have to bring up this specific thing? I'm like, come on, just like chicks. Why are you even thinking about gayness at all? Just don't think about it. Just stop, don't talk about it. It's a heterosexual celebration. Yeah, so is every fucking song about exactly. sex. And like, <laughs> why are you making it sound like this is over preve? From all of the gay shit out there. Yeah, like, like, what are you, what talking, are you about? talking about? <laughs> Even the gay songs back then basically had to pretend to be straight songs. So what are you talking about? Yeah. So I was just like, all right, whatever. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it sounded good. Um, lyrically, it wasn't, you know, amazing to me. I thought it was one of the more lacking yeah, tunes. Yeah. Like, what, what was the one where ain't nothing I'd rather be doing than sweating, chewing, and spewing? Is that heterosexual sex to you? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. Spewing? <laughs> What's happening? But I, I did write down, I get why the bassist is the only member of the group on the CD cover. He's tearing this shit up. Oh, is that who it is? <laughs> yes, the bassist. He was killing it on this one. So I was like, okay. They heard my complaint from uh, from a few songs ago. They fucking really made that bass that much more in the in the foreground. I was like, okay. That's oh yeah, cool. he was definitely riding it on this one. Again, like at, at, once you get into the flow of the track and are really feeling like the elements of the of the music, I feel like it becomes more enjoyable and you can kind of like look past it. But yeah, the first half is that you're just sitting there like, where? What are you trying to say? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't really sure what was going on with Babyhead either, but I liked it. it, it I, that was, this was another one where it was like a little bit of half and half, where I was like, I. Feel like I like the way it's trying to do the like like uh, um yeah the, just the feel of the track has like this very it's very thick liquidy it's like a caramel flowing river with how the music kind of sounds you know like but then some of the lyrics like what giving up the goop till the balls ooze or I just didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about <laughs> it was like chocolate needs relief chocolate lost his goo you see chocolate jumps on the nougat tasted and biting on the pillow what <laughs> What is he saying? What is this about? I don't want to see any flying fish during this one. If you do, you ain't getting enough sex. And that's the bottom line, so I guess, what does that mean? They're saying they don't want any crowd surfing. <laughs> what? What? What does that have to do with anything? And then at the end, it says, sorry, Ma, I just had to do it. What? And it's the guy talking, like, I guess he had crowd surfed. And he was like, hey, sorry, I, had to, sorry I crowd surfed. Oh. I, I couldn't help myself. Oh, I thought he was going like, oh, I just had to make this sexy sex song because I was just so horny. But like, see, that's what it was throwing me off. It was like, I, I, I think I knew what they were going forward. Like, hey, we're trying to do fun and sexy sort of like thing. But it's just so goofy that I just couldn't really get into the fun, sexy vibe of it. You know, like, I feel like you can do fun, sexy. It is possible. But this just felt 
it, it just tipped too much into the goofy era for me to really feel what was happening. You know what I mean? Giving up the goo to the bones groove. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> I, I can't tell you what that means. Sounds all right, but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, let me see. Uh, those days are gone. I thought that was, uh, oh, wait, uh, you want to talk about the part three and part four, if I were, a? I don't even have notes for those two. Yeah, uh, let me let me go to it real quick, because, again, he's like, okay, if I were a society, and I'm like, oh, God, we're getting even bigger. Oh. I'm like, okay, he'd take it all apart. Look at history. Major, majority of society, it just ain't right for me. This minority, that they label me. Well, you can kiss my black ass, because you ain't giving me peace of mind and will, so I want to kill. Politicians and police, hey, let's make a deal. And I was like, wait, I thought you were saying if you were society, but are you just the black man now? Like, it just didn't feel like... You know, like, it, yeah, it just yeah. didn't hmm. fully connect what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, society isn't a minority that's getting labeled and we can kiss right. society's black ass. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, like, trying to figure out where are you going here? Yeah. If I had a choice, what would you do, Walter? <laughs> I'd... Huh? Buy myself a gun, dress up like a nun, kill the KKK and consider it some fun, get them up together, overthrow the show, majority minority, all the same as one, no more politicians, no more crooked cops, unity against them, and, and, and they'll just have a loss, and fuck the meter mates, fuck them, that's just the way I feel, man. <laughs> Feels like you got a little myopic there, like, you know, <laughs> it's like you got a ticket <laughs> earlier that day, like, I don't know, man, it's just, you know, it's annoying, but she's just doing her job, man, you can't, don't get mad at, you know, uh, 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 bunny hops, whatever the heck her name was from uh, Zootopia. You know, get mad right. at the system. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. And then um. Now now uh. Those days are gone. I thought was a a dope uh like little psychedelic freaky little track. Mm. I thought that was fun. And then Sunless Sunday. The way it fucking brought <sighs> it to a ringing end. Like this song is what felt like. Oh, it, right, right. It's 1991. Uh, we should actually tell you what the sound of rock is going to be. Here you go. You know? <laughs> yeah. This was face-meltingly hard. Man. Like, <laughs> absolutely did not pull any punches. They were just like, we're going out 100% on this. Pulling out all of the stops. There's songs that are when you like them, and then they get even better than you think they're going to be. And it's like, and then the songs that you don't like as much, they still get a little bit better than you think they're going to be, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> so with this one, like, Sunless Sunday, I'm just enjoying this shit out of this, just, like, letting my mind just enjoy the morsels that, that it's being presented to me. And then just the way it ends with the French horn brilliance at the tail end, like, and I'm like, whoa, the cup <laughs> run up over, goddamn. Wait, yeah. play that back. <laughs> Woo. So overall, I uh, I gave it a four, four out of five. I think that's respectable. I also uh, came out with a four on this mm -hmm. one. What we tried to do when we pick three albums is we try to come out with a total of two hours. Mm -hmm. So this one was an hour. The other two were about half hours. So I was like, okay, I think that'll work out. Yeah. When I was looking through them, though, I was like, this is three very different sounds of rock music <laughs> like yeah <laughs> this hits so all true. these different types of uh, different points on the spectrum that i just not to pat myself in the back but i was like this episode is gonna fucking go Look, like this is gonna be a one for the books 
Yeah, and it's like you got the you got the incredible innovator back in the seventies trying to tell you motherfuckers uh, how awesome music can be. You know what I mean? You, you got the you got the motherfuckers in the eighties being like, "Yo, we don't give a fuck what you want to do. We're about to do it like this, and this is how it's gonna hit. We're gonna go harder than ever." For, like, it was there an album like you know uh, like music before? What it was eighty six when that one came out, right? So like that is pretty cutting edge. You know, like fuck what rock is supposed to sound. I'm like we're doing this now you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and then we jump to goddamn fishbowl and it's like oh right yeah this is black people's music first let's fucking show them how we do it boys <laughs> like god damn y'all do really request the wildest shit so thank you again we could not obviously do a show like this without y'all and y'all's requests so thank you so much for that yeah i'm looking forward to getting through more of these with all that said, that does bring an end to this week's episode of Going Off, and I really, really, really want to thank you for spending your time with us today, the, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening to this. Let us know when you're listening to this. I'm curious. Is this nighttime listening? <laughs> Night moves? <laughs> Is Going Off the type, the type of thing when as soon as it's posted, you're like, well, drop everything. I'm listening to it right the fuck now, <laughs> because then, yeah, it does tend to be kind of later in the day. Or is it like, oh, I'm saving this for Monday. Like, I'm, I'm listening to this pop. Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. That shit always makes me feel good to know that, like, the podcast is, like, part of someone's life. That always feels really good. People, yeah, people are actively, like, you know, where it's like, when there's one level, of, like, we are making a thing and it's out there and someone's listening to it. But when it's, like, actually like, hey, this is actually how I interact with this. This, you know, means a little, means a little something to me, you know, with how I interact with it. Like, that's always kind of like, a, oh, my God, we're affecting people's lives. <laughs> when know? I get comments saying that, like, I put on Rift Break or Rift Comms on to, like, go to sleep to, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Like, that's so cool because, like, we put YouTube shit on to go to sleep to. So, like, uh, right? You're like, you're treating us like we're, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so cool to think about. I love that. Professional content makers out here. Oh my God. Can I yeah. tell you, like, as long as we're, like, just having good vibes right now, like, <laughs> I just love when someone will, like, leave a comment or something like that and just be like, hey, man, you're a person who got me into hip hop and got me to respect it as more than just like, you know, whatever the mainstream was telling me it was. You're the one who got me to see that there is like levels and hierarchies to this stuff. And I actually really love hip hop now. And it's just like, oh, my God, I got you to do that. Like you were originally going like, oh, hip hop, isn't that all just chains and da 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 da. And then it's going like, oh, well, there's so much more like, yo, I'm so glad that I can do that. You know, just as a reminder for y'all, the Kofi website is where you go to request the albums. ko-fi.com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. If you're listening to us on Spotify, please give us a five-star rating. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to both of our pages. And uh, following us on Twitter and all the social shit we got going on. Yeah, let's get all this stuff that they're gonna fast forward through or skip out of the way. Patreon.com slash RapCritic if you want to uh, <laughs> support your boy uh, over there. We got the uh, the that uh, Patreon Discord where you can join chat with me and fellow fans. We actually have a fucking blast over there. The whole bunch of different topics that motherfuckers just be going off over and having a good ass time. We share memes and shit. You know, that, that's basically where I get a lot of my memes uh, these days. My, my meme fill. Uh, <laughs> meme filled. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, uh, if you want to specifically uh, contribute to requesting a, a movie uh, from my other podcast, uh, it's Kofi.com slash rap critic uh, movie uh, rap critic request or like just a stream. If you just want me to like a stream an album, you know, I'd be doing that, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what we got. Get with it. Act like you want it. Uh, and anything else you wanted to say? Nope. Does it? Let's let's wrap this up. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening to this going on podcast. I'm. Wait, do we do it that way? I I keep confusing. No. Oh yeah. All right. Well, this has been the going (laughs) on podcast. And if I had to find an awkward way to end the podcast, I'd. And I'm Muse. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so we do do it that way. Nope. Wait. Nope. That's it. <laughs> I already hit stop. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>